Today is, what is it, October 11th of 2023. Uh, last year, we had a mid-season check-in with Coach Collier of Georgia Tech Volleyball. So it's like, why not do it again? The team's doing great. We'd love to hear how they think they're doing it. So, Michelle, thanks you so much for coming back. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I just want to start by legit just reading the schedule because I think it tells a lot about the consistency y'all have. Um, starting in Tampa, you beat South Florida convincingly, beat Penn State extremely convincingly uh, for that, beat Ohio State twice in a row in their home building. I was actually in Ohio during those matches, but just not in Columbus, so I'm really mad I wasn't oh, actually at shoot. those matches. Good um, atmosphere. Uh, it, it seemed like it was. Um, then go down to Tallahassee for... Let's be honest, not the same level of competition, but at least you take care of business there in front of 13 people I counted in the stands. You could literally count all of them on the on the feed from TV. Yeah. Um, a big day in McCabish that did end as we may have wanted, uh, but then you clean up with Howard, you clean up with San Diego, ACC play starts, roll through roll through Clemson, roll through NC State, get through VTech, a nail-biter at Wake Forest, another nail-biter at Pitt, and then a third straight nail-biter at Virginia. Um, so I mean, when you hear just how the season has flowed, what's, what's stuck out to you so far through, what is it? 16 games. Uh, I think mainly our, our resiliency and our ways to, to end the matches most often the way we want to end the matches with a win. Right. So, um, you know, we've, we played all kinds of strength and weaknesses, teams, um, environments, uh, road trips, hotels. I mean, there's been a lot, um, thrown our way and we've, responded you know and they performed well and and we found a way collectively uh to get w uh you know sometimes pretty sometimes not so pretty uh but again we're, we're finding ways to get the results and, and and to keep moving forward so i'm very proud of, of what we've accomplished so far statistically y'all stick out really well defensively at least from submetrics i use husker geek as my main spot third in dig percentage nationally and was had been in the top three all year um, and then really get an opponent's kill percentage uh, and serving really well as well, which I know a lot has to do with Bianca Bertolito and what I've, I've called it her power serve. I don't know if there's a technical term for when you throw the ball a mile in the air and hit it with wicked topspin. Jump yeah. serve? Okay, okay, cool. Um, what In terms of how you all have worked in the offseason and then going into now, defensively, what is is there something that you all do extra in terms of preparing for your how you well how y'all perform defensively or is that just a matter if y'all have the talent and they have lived up to what they could do no i think i mean i think coach claudio does a good job scouting the teams and and giving putting our players in positions um to execute probably towards their tendencies um you know it's it is something that we work a lot in our gym we do it every day um situations you know what what the set's coming from what the hitter is hitting the ball from how fast is the set i mean there was a lot of variables and i think the more our players continue to read the situations and, and put ourselves in good position to defend um you know we're executing on on that side of it so just uh really proud of a collective effort from our staff to put them in good positions but also for our players to to be able to execute some of the things that we feel are going to happen in matches yeah no, it, it, they it, there's a lot of points i've noticed that just are getting saved a lot of the time, or at least getting set up better offensively because of how well y'all are able to return to return attacks and whatnot. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, the McCamish game, which felt like a win from the beginning, just because of how full the building was. Then when, when before that match started and you saw just how much more full it was compared to last year, what, what, what were you thinking in terms of like, dang, we get, we get to do this again. 
Yeah, no, it was, it was happy, happy for the game of volleyball, happy for our players. Um, this has been a breakthrough year for the sport, I believe, in, in every campuses, um, you know, and be able to to have that many supporters. I mean, we're definitely very grateful for everybody that came out uh, and that continues to support our team. Um, a lot of people who have been there from the beginning, other people who are, you know, jumped on board from our results in the in the past couple of years. Uh, but just really exciting to see the growth of the game, um, you know, and obviously TV and online streaming and Internet has helped, uh, I think, get the game out there in front of people. And uh, I think once they see it live, it's it's pretty exciting, a great atmosphere to be a part of. And then more and more people are showing up and, and supporting, you know, the, the game of volleyball. So it's been good to see the growth of the sport overall and definitely uh, nice to see Georgia Tech volleyball be able to put up that kind of crowd in McCamish. Yeah, I, there was I had multiple people from my life, family, friends that went to that game that usually wouldn't go to any kind of tech game just because they're not related to campus or any way like that. But they had a, a really, really good time there, even despite the result. Awesome. Um, oh, that's great. I do want to ask about the volleyball particular that game because that was the first match of the year where it felt like someone had kind of gotten had figured something out about y'all. Um, and Sophie Fisher for Georgia played insanely well up at the net as well. Um, was what 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 in particular did you learn about the team from that day in terms of where maybe future adjustments needed to be made or what y'all needed if there was there something else that y'all needed to focus on that came true after that match? Yeah, no, I think just in in general normalizing um, the kind of pressure we're we're going to feel every time that we step on the court. You know, people are coming after us, and and that was a match. Um, that there has been a lot of other matches that we had played. So obviously they had more video on us. They had more um, understanding of, of what worked and didn't work. But a lot of that, I felt like it was just us underperforming as well. You know, obviously Georgia played a great match. Um, I feel like they put a lot of pressure on us from the service line. Um, and that kind of, you know, made us uncomfortable. And then we didn't really have answers for it. Um, but I also feel like we, we underperformed a lot, um, in a lot of things that had been working for us and, and being able to, you know, a lot of our players had matches that were way below, I think their average of what they've been playing and performing, um, whether that was nerves or, you know, just not locked in or not, I, I think mentally in my case, I, I think physically we prepared, we knew what they were going to do. Uh, but I just think that maybe the environment and all everything else, the distractions that were going on, um, you know, maybe we weren't mature enough to handle um, that kind of thing. So it was a, a growing moment for us, understanding. Yeah. Uh, we obviously played in gyms full of people before we played at Ohio State, who was full. We played at, um, you know, at South Florida with 6,000 people and we, we played Penn State. And so um, I think, again, uh, just the – a match that we needed to be better mentally than, than we were. I just uh, think that our mindset uh, wasn't where I needed to be. And, and because of that, we definitely underperformed uh, on the things that we know how to do, you know? So I think that just understanding that and being able to get back to the gym and, and work and get better, um, you know, it was, uh, it's part of it. So we didn't, we didn't put too much weight on it. Then try to, you know, to, make this a, a big now a big deal is just that hey we got to keep getting better people are going to start to know us and we we got to keep leveling up you know and then developing our players and growing the game so um it helped us just i think lock in and, and go on yeah. to the next thing 
purely from an entertainment perspective, do y'all notice the swim team when they are in, in their uniform after the first set? I'm sure they noticed, uh, and 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 we joke around because we're like, hey, after the first set, the second set, we were facing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, sorry to go downhill, but uh, but no, uh, joke aside, I think I mean it's awesome. We love their support. I think that's a, a fun tradition that they have. Uh, and we we've won plenty of matches when when they did that. So I don't I don't know yeah, that that's yeah. that. So that's the thing, and we hope they continue to to have as much fun as our matches and it, it is to have them. So it was always a fun moment. It adds a lot of flavor to to the to, the, to that match in particular. So it's yeah, absolutely sure. absolutely a fun part. Um, I want to ask some more technical stuff. I, I mean, I've told you before, but just so people know, I have not I did not play volleyball growing up, but I'm learning more and more about like the formations and positioning and stuff like that. And I think a big thing I've noticed this year is when you switch out uh, your starting setter and put in Smiley Man Yang in a different setter, um, five one versus six two is that the terminology uh-huh. correct there? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, when you make that change, is there, are there certain points in a set you're planning to do that, or are you feeling out a set before you decide to make that switch and let that roll for a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of variables there of why or when we would do it. Um, obviously, historically, we we've played a five one. Um, but we always have had, you know, very dominant one or two very dominant players um, and, and it depends, you know, and I feel like now we're very even. Uh, we don't have somebody that's over dominant, but we also have three people that are very balanced. Um, but we also had more experience in the middle this year. We don't. Uh, so it really it's it's to kind of try to spread out, balance our offense, uh, make sure that we have more options offensively. Uh, and we're also trying to score more points defensively, right? So putting up a bigger block, um, a lot of times it's one way to to attack a team. And so if you're not scoring as many points offensively as maybe you were before, you need to find ways to score those points somewhere right. else. Um, and so the 6-2 has been a great option for us on, on that. Sometimes, you know, we'll match up with, a big hitter out there who maybe against our setters, we're, we're not defending them as well. And so putting up a bigger block there, um, drawing some more attention for their block to, to that extra hitter and being able to free up and make it a little more comfortable for our middles um, and even for our outsides to score points. And so it just really depends on what's happening, how the game's flowing, uh, you know, where are we scoring points? I mean, it's it's great to have that option. It's been a great uh, resource for us that maybe in the past uh, we didn't have, you know. Yeah. So it's it's been great to to add that extra to our options of how we find ways to win matches. Watching Mon Young come in and have her seeing her attack is easily one of my most favorite points of the match because it <laughs> doesn't seem like she misses all that often either. Like she finds gaps really well. Um, and I, oh, I would yeah, no, she's she's got a heavy arm, right? She terminates balls from that position, and uh, yeah. it definitely brings a different dynamic to to what the other side has to defend for sure. Yeah, um, man, every point I get with her is the best. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask about uh, the setting position because that's been a point of change recently as well. Um, when did well, at what point in your mind did it feel like you needed to switch to Suarez as your starter over D'Amico? Uh, I think Bella continues to be our leader. She she is um, the player that has led our offense for a very long time. I think that she was just going through a little bit of inconsistency on her performance as of late. And um, Ilo has come in and, and, you know, done a little better job with, with in certain situations. And uh, 
it, Bella's keep getting better and better. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's going to be back on the court soon and, and yeah. continue to, to lead us. So it's just a, a part of the season. It's a long season. Um, I think that, you know, players kind of go through ups and downs in their performance. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's just not probably not Bella's best moment here, but she continues right. to get better. And I'm sure she's going to get back to the level that she knows how to compete and that she has taken us uh, to compete at. And, uh, you know, we're going to, well, while she con- continues to do that and works, we collectively work to get her back to peak performance. I think that Elo has really come in and be able to take advantage of the opportunities that she has and, and help our team win matches too. Yeah. Between her not playing as much, even with Mogris out for some time, it still feels like, at least from what I can tell, they still are very engaged in a match, even regardless if they're not playing as much or at all compared to when they used to. So I think that speaks a lot to how good your culture is too, that it doesn't matter what role they're filling in. They're, feel like they're still contributing or they know they're contributing at the same time. For sure. Everybody's is important and every voice makes a difference. You know, every bit of positive energy and encouragement and, and set of eyes on what's happening um, helps us win matches. So uh, we definitely need to stay together. Uh, on Mogridge, um, obviously her being out, not great, uh, but y'all have adapted. It seems pretty well here uh, in terms of going as far as to using Callie Engeman, who I have actually, I have personally been wanting to see play for so long. Um, uh, <laughs> But what, uh, how have y'all, have y'all changed how you use your middles when you're having, when you're starting with Bozy and putting Pierce in the game more often and then Engelman on Sunday, or is it just plug and chug? No, I mean, I think Liv, uh, carried a heavy weight there. She was, um, offensively just a go-to player, right? She moves the ball around. She's got a, a heavy arm. She was really scoring, uh, some, some big points for us in the offense there. And, uh, defensively as well she's just a big presence on uh, the way that she competes um and even from the service line you know not a lot of people can connect right. uh, you know how great she was and how many points we were scoring when she was serving um so there's a lot of intangibles there that have left a void um you know that other people have done a great job coming in and stepping up with Callie and, and Anna and um you know Callie coming back from an injury uh, a couple of years ago. So she's just now starting to get into the level physically into a level that she's comfortable, right? Um, you know, and, and I think she responded well at Virginia when she came in, she's been doing a great job in practice as well. Uh, I think that D has actually stepped up also and, uh, you know, taking a little more of that responsibility offensively mm-hmm. that maybe with Liv, she didn't have to carry uh, that load as much. And, uh, and Anna too, you know, they're coming up, they're, I mean, we, we need to have our medals involved. They need to be part of our offense if we want to compete against any team in our conference. Um, and these guys need to continue to get better, you know, to continue to kind of fill the void until, uh, you know, Liv gets healthy and, and uh, we see what happens there. But I think that they have really done a great job stepping up and uh, taking on the responsibility um, and, again, helping us find ways to win. Considering that happened at the front end of a long road stretch here, I think it speaks a lot to how great the depth is right now as well. I know we talked, you talked about this before with me that like, okay, maybe dip into the bench a little bit more than you had in the past. Um, And it seems like that's kind of, it seems even more necessary to get through a match now too. Yeah. Because none of these last three matches have been easy by far. Um, What? Yeah. 15 sets and, in all in three different locations. So, uh, well, what? How, how have you felt? I assume you've been quite reassured at the fact that you can do you can use your whole squad to 
get a win nowadays. Yeah, I mean, that's why they're here. You know, I mean, yeah. they all have a capability of being on the floor and making an impact for us. Um, and obviously their roles change and develop through the years. And uh, we don't kind of control the events that happen to us, but we control our response to it. And I feel that as a team, we're coming together. Uh, obviously, it's been a little more stressful. Uh, people have been outside their comfort zone a little more. So there's a lot of things that we have had to manage emotionally and physically um, to kind of just get through. You know, we had a good flow going. And, and I think uh, mm. Liv and Bella not being on the court, um, you know, Bella is a big voice. Bella is a big presence on the court. So even, you know, a little um, technically is doing some great things, right? And, and she's d- delivering the skill. She's still not at the same level of leadership as Bella yet right. and the same voice. And so those are all things that are big voids in that small space, um, you know, right. and the same with Liv. Liv has got a big presence. She competes. She's got a great voice um, from the service line. She was scoring a lot of points. So that leaves a big void as well. And so other players are having to come out of their shell a little bit and step up in some ways that um, they were a little more comfortable with, with those guys on the court. Um, and so obviously it's growing pains, right? right. And uh, it's great that it, it's, we always talk about, it. it's almost like you have to change a flat tire with the car moving and you don't have time to stop. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, and then you got to get that tire on and you got to keep, keep going. Um, and so I think that that's where we are right now. You know, it's, our tire is a little flat. We're a little trying to find uh, our best flow, the best connection, our best matchup, um, mm. you know, our best performance. But at the same time, we're, we're keeping the car moving and, and we're going. And uh, it's been great to see their commitment to just figuring this out together. And everybody's taking a little step up. And um, I, I'm very proud of, of what we've been able to do despite all the things that kind of the curveballs have been in our way lately. Yeah. I don't want to harp on the pit game too much, but I think that was very emblematic of what your analogy to there of like the flat tire getting flat at an inopportune time in the schedule here. Um, I was over the moon after the first two sets because it felt like, oh man, they might finally climb this hurdle that I know you've all been trying to climb for a while here. Um, And then the the last three sets happened. I'll just (laughs) put it that way. Um, I, I mean, their talent is is so good. I mean, Olivia Babcock was one of the obviously one of the better players we y'all have seen all year. Really entertaining, just from an entertainment perspective to see on television. Um, and they adjust well as well. Uh, did that in that in hindsight, does that game just feel like a weird aberration where just nothing worked for the wrong stretch of time, or is that something where Pitt just had y'all's number again? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think a combination. Um, obviously that I felt like we competed really well the first two games we executed and then they made some adjustments um, and we just couldn't able couldn't find ways to attack the adjustments that they made and then once you let a team like that really kind of feel comfortable yeah then it they're hard to stop you yeah. know and I think that that's kind of we, we had them and we if we only could kept them there for a little bit longer um you know, it, it, it was a bend. And so I think that they made the adjustments. They stepped up and then we kind of, we didn't push back the way that we needed to push back. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we needed to find our own solutions and the things that we try to do weren't really effective um, in a way that they um, they needed to be effective, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just a part of the game. Um, uh, I think that, again, uh, it shows us two things, right? We can compete with anybody, 
but we can also we got to also find a way to sustain uh, that right. level for a little bit longer, and uh, we need to get better at that. So uh, we'll we'll get another shot here against everybody else that we play. Yeah, uh, you know the ACCs, the 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 next schedule or the the end of our schedule here is going to be a big grind, um, and we we got to keep finding solutions. So I mean it it is what it is, and we we got to get back up and and keep fighting. I find it, it it kind of cool to cool to hear that y'all think you at least there's a lot of work to still be done, but you're still 14 and two, which is of the best starts this team's ever had. So it, there's a lot to be said for a how good y'all are at adjusting, and then b just at not doing what I think a lot of teams would do would just have a bigger lull. Like a, for me, this y'all comp a lot to the Atlanta Braves this year, where they didn't really have a lot of pitching for a hot secondary this year, but they were still finding ways to win. Yeah. And they're in a and they're in a good spot now. So I think that speaks a lot to how well y'all have been able to adjust. Um, and most of the other teams in the top of the NCAA are losing games too. So everybody is. I mean, it's it's been super competitive, um, you know, uh, through anybody. And so it, it, the strength of the group, uh, it's really really important. And I think that we're, you know, it's and that's what we have to do is we got to turn to each other internally, and um, we're the people that are gonna solve any challenge we face it's it's nobody else outside or small circle and small family here and so this is a time mm -hmm. for us to bring it all in together and uh you know keep pushing forward yeah that goes well into my last question just looking forward but before that november gauntlet gets uh it's it's a it's just a heck of a gauntlet at the end there um is there something y'all want to focus on to get better at before you have those games which are I assume going to do a lot for the ACC standings and your all's RPI as well. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, we got to put ourselves in a position to be able to win any match we play, you know? So I think there's still a lot that we're having to figure it out. Um, we're, we're a little, I think we're, we still a little inconsistent uh, with our own game. So I think that that's kind of the main thing is we got to, have a hold of how we compete regardless of what the other side does or where we're at or who is on the court. Um, so I think consistency is something that we've been striving for, uh, you know, since the beginning of the season that we have yet to really be at a point where we say, Hey, you know, our team is going to show up at least at this level. And then from here, it's only yep. going to go higher. I feel like we've, the, the gap is really big from every, you know, our performances. They could be great and it could be something that gets us in trouble um, against anybody. And so we really have to, we, we, we got to keep obviously operating and trying to operate more up here, but bring the bottom up as well with our performance. And, and yep. you know, what is the worst that we can play? And right now, uh, our uh, you know those days are putting us in some tough situations. So we need to raise that level. We need to be a little more consistent, um, and that means everybody needs to get better. You know, everybody yeah. needs to keep pushing forward. Uh, there's still a lot that we want to do with our season, um, and regardless of what we're we're navigating through, uh, we have to keep finding ways. You know, so I think that again, every day in the gym counts for us to get better. Florida State and then Miami this weekend and then you get this, you, you play Florida the state and then North Carolina the state over the next two weekends um we'll be we'll be at all those games it's gonna be really exciting to see how y'all do and how y'all keep adjusting which I think is becoming a, a fun story at least on our end of like all right what 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 does it take to get through the ACC not being at full strength the whole time so yeah, um, for 
sure. We're, we're hoping y'all win everything 25-0, which I know is totally going to happen. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, uh, thanks a ton for hanging out with us. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. There'll be, I mean, we're glad we're home. We're going to need everybody's energy here because there'll, there'll be a tough stretch here with this next four teams. For sure. All right. Thanks a ton. Thank you.